have Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And if you want to find out what's going on, check out Nostalgia Highway. Right, fellas? Right. Yeah. Give me a hole, guys. Hello! Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome hitchhikers to Nostalgia Highway, the movies you know from the guys you don't. We're the No Frills Fight Weekly Movie Review Podcast, where we are kicking off June, which is where we are reviewing those weird, obscure, quirky movies you'd catch staying up late on a school night or at a sleepover at your friend's house. And it turns out a lot of these movies we used to watch like this have become cult favorites among the uh, movie fans. But let's get down to it and dive right into the, tonight's review, guys. You ready? Oh, man. I'm ready to roundhouse kick this bitch. Let's do it. <laughs> to the face. <laughs> I am your host, the Mayor Matt Logston, and joining me for episode 39 out here on the highway are my co-hosts, who may not be the smartest guys in the room, but they at least know better not to pick a bar fight with Chuck Norris. I am D, Lord Ketchup. <laughs> I'm Dave King of the Road. Okay, so we are going to review Silent Rage from 1982. At first glance, Sheriff Dan Stevens, played by Chuck Norris, appears to be this calm, respectful, soft-spoken guy. But on the inside lives a festering rage waiting to lash out and roundhouse kick your fucking teeth down your throat. But he's not our bad guy. Dan's our good guy. Our bad guy is local psychopath John Kirby, and you know he's a psycho right off the bat because no sane person buttons the top button of a button-down shirt like that. Dude, Anyways, I have. I do. My my point. Yeah, well, this, right there. Yeah. Case, case I do. Closed. I mean, I don't know. It all depends <laughs> on the setting. Now, Thank- not in my own house and shit, you know, with my rampant-ass kids running around and shit. I, you know, that's – No. Anyways, Kirby kills a couple people, gets roughed up, arrested, dead, undead? And from there, he continues his bloodlusting rampage by knocking off a few more people, and it's once again up to Dan. Oh, did I uh, mention that there's quite the rambunctious biker gang mixed in here also? Oh, yeah. Anyhow, anyhow, it's up to Dan Stevens to save the girl, save the town, save the day, in that order. And saves them titties. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She was very uh, liberal with uh, her exposure. Fine by this guy. (laughs) All right. Well, this was directed by Michael Miller, and uh, he also directed the gritty Roger Corman-produced drive-in flick Jackson County Jail from 1976. And uh, that actually stars a young Tommy Lee Jones. And uh, Quentin Tarantino selected this for his uh, very first Quentin Tarantino Film Fest in Austin, Texas, back in 96. Uh, I just watched this movie, and uh, it's pretty good. I, I actually like it. It's a, it is. It is gritty. It's, it's dark. It's very bleak. Um, Tommy Lee's very it. good in it. Uh, it's actually streaming on Amazon right now, but uh, it, it was a nice little watch. 
I liked it. Right on, cool. So how old is Tommy Lee figuring at about around twenty? He was 30? he he was early thirties, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. Right on. Cool. But this stars, of course, Chuck Norris as Dan Stevens. We all know him from the Missing in Action and Delta Force movies, Good Guys Wear Black, countless others, TV's Walker, Texas Ranger. I mean, the man fought Bruce Lee on screen, and he's the owner of countless memes. <laughs> Chuck Norris, everybody. Dude, he, he's the fucking narrator of Morgan Freeman's life. <laughs> so, I mean, Chuck Norris, everybody. He was also yep. uh, born May 6th, 1945, and the Nazis surrendered May 7th, 1945. <laughs> if you think that's a coincidence, you're wrong. That's, that's true facts right there. True that facts. is some factual shit. <laughs> yep. I heard he threw a grenade once and killed 40 people, and then it actually exploded. There we go. <laughs> But this also stars Ron Silver as Dr. Tom Holman, and uh, he's actually a three-time Emmy nominee, and he was the bad guy in Time Cop against uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and he portrayed Muhammad Ali's longtime trainer, Angelo Dundee, in the Will Smith movie, Ali, and uh, he actually passed away, sadly, from cancer in 2009. Yeah, I remember him. Uh, He had a small role in Romancing the Stone. It's a Michael Douglas uh, movie. Yep. I Back remember Jewel the Nile. Jewel the Nile, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was like, he, he was at a little store. He's a vendor or some shit like that. But yeah, that's the first time I ever seen him. And it also stars William Findlay as Dr. Paul Vaughn. And uh, he's most noted uh, being in Toby Hooper's Eaten Alive and The Fun House. And he was in uh, both Brian De Palma's Sisters and Phantom of the Paradise. He was actually the Phantom slash Winslow in that. And he actually he passed away also uh, in 2012 uh, from complications with a surgery. Huh. Ironic. <laughs> the irony. A little bit. Yeah. It kills me. <laughs> oh, you went there. <laughs> the psycho in the room went there. <laughs> hey, I butt my shirt up to the collar just yeah, like everybody did. else. <laughs> <laughs> the only difference is when I do it, I kill motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, we also got Stephen First is uh, Charlie. Uh, I think we all know him from being uh, Kent Dorfman or Flounder in National Lampoon's Animal House. And guess what? He passed away in 2017 from complications with diabetes. Yeah, Chuck Norris die yet? Can he? Kill. Chuck Norris doesn't die. Dude, no. Chuck Norris drinks coronavirus for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope we get a whole bunch of these sprinkled in for the whole episode. Yeah, no doubt. I hope. <laughs> I like where this is going. Uh, before we go any further, well, Stephen first as Charlie. I remember him best from the Dream Team. Oh yes, I love that movie. Dude, I'll do too. I- Keaton, Christopher Lloyd. Yep. Crazy. He's out in New York City. He's like, yeah, making all these baseball quotes for everything that he, you know, needs because that's how he speaks. Beginning. And I I forgot about that movie. I used to watch that movie so much as a kid. Oh, I need to watch that. That's such a good movie. And we get Brian Libby as John Kirby. And uh, he was actually a stuntman at the time. He was friends with Aaron Norris, which was Chuck Norris's brother. And, uh, but he ended up finding himself in a bunch of uh, 
pretty big budget movies. Uh, he was in In the Line of Fire, Heat, Air Force One, and he is in every Frank Darabont movie to date, including The Shawshank Redemption. He was Floyd. Yep, and The Green Mile. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was an, that's an interesting set. He's the only actor that can say that. Well, every I'd... Frank Darabont movie. I've never seen Silent Rage, so the first time I ever saw him was in uh, probably Shawshank Redemption. He's he was the guy who's like Floyd, I or shit. He's like Red. I think you're talking out your ass here. I'm pretty sure that's that guy. <laughs> Correct. This was the first thing I seen him in. But this is rated R. Has a runtime of an hour and forty three minutes. It was released on April second of nineteen eighty two on an estimated four and a half million dollar budget. Made three point six million its opening weekend and grossed a total of ten point four million overall. Not bad. No, not that's bad. Quite surprising, actually. Hey, that I, money is necessary for Walker Texas Ranger. You know, <laughs> so yeah. it's the the seed money to all this. <laughs> to all the greatness you got. To all the greatness you yep. got in the 90s. <laughs> but IMDb has this at a 5.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes has this at 80%. Now, I uh, did a little looking into that. There's only about like five or six uh, ratings on there for this movie. So it's a little askew with that okay. 80%. Okay. Uh, but the audience score is 39%. And currently, this is streaming on Tubi for free with ads. That's what it's worth. What? <laughs> no, dude. No, I would. I would pay. I'd pay a few bucks <laughs> to own this on VHS, for sure. More than twenty-five this is a cents. Fun, this is a fun watch. Not right. Chuck Norris's great best work, but it is his work. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> no, man. No, it had it had a cool little surroundings and theme. Um, it's a, actually a really good story. It's kind of tales old as time when it comes to like horror and shit, though. But you don't really see horror come out of a Chuck Norris movie. Spoilers ahead, motherfucker! It's from 1982. If you haven't seen it, go fucking watch it so we can talk about it <laughs> without feeling bad. Without feeling bad. So this was the very first movie produced by Top Kick Productions, which is a Chuck Norris-owned company. Not a bad name. It's Pretty better cool. than. What, Dave? What, it's better than Dick House Productions. But, with, uh, the Dick, Dick House. House. Dick House. <laughs> um, and this is the first movie that he ever truly got to control. You know, so that's pretty cool. Top Kick Productions would go on to produce Lone Wolf McQuaid as well as Walker, Texas Ranger. So that's what I'm saying. This is the it's made the seed money to create all that good. Yeah. Didn't they do sidekicks? I Probably. don't think they did sidekicks. I don't know, maybe. Maybe. But that's one of my favorite. Uh, oh, yeah. Chuck Norris I like that man. movie. Hell yeah. It's Joe Piscopo. Yeah, dude. He had some weird scenes in that movie, but... Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact is actually uh, that I found out about this. This is the first time that Chuck Norris had ever played the role of a Texas law enforcement officer. You can tell, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it was like he was just birthing Walker, <laughs> figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really think about that too much because I just, you know, it's just it's Chuck Norris, you know. He but, had some am- amateur moments in this <laughs> as a cop. 
Yeah, I agree. There, there is more. It's just bland, you know. I don't know. Yes, very stock. writing. Writing was not great uh, in this movie. I'll call it <laughs> yeah, stock. It it could have been better. <laughs> this is definitely not a perfect movie. <laughs> oh no, no, it's not. <laughs> But uh, during pre-production, director Michael Miller, he did some extensive research into some genetic engineering and regeneration. And he even met with some doctors at UCLA and had some discussions with scientists at the Wadley Institute in Texas, in Dallas, Texas, where the interferon was developed. And lucky for you guys, I did a little bit of uh, research here, and I kind of figured out what interferons are and why was this relevant. Mm-hmm. And well, tell it turns us. Out, turns out that it... It's an embellishment of a real thing to, you know, make make it look better. But interferons are a group of signaling proteins made and released by host cells in response to the presence of several viruses. Um, there are three types of these interferons, type 1, 2, and 3. And there's also an interferon therapy uh, that could help uh, in reducing attacks and relapsing, remitting multiple sclerosis and slowing the disease progression and activity in secondary progressive multiple sclerosis. And uh, it's used in combination with chemotherapy and radiation uh, for treatment of cancers, uh, hematological malignancy, leukemias, lymphomas, and unconfirmed results have suggested that the combination of this interferon therapy and an antiviral agent may speed the healing process compared to the antiviral therapy alone. So in this movie, the Mitogen yeah. 35 is our magic reagent in this movie and is basically a reality-based concept, like I said, just embellished for dramatic effect. All right, Matt, are you uh, ever considering being a teacher or a professor? Because, <laughs> I mean, there may be a career in that for you, except the part you're going to have to work on is not putting the class to sleep. You can get away with that at the college, but maybe not in the uh, high school level from my okay. experience. No, I just I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I know it was a little long, but and to answer your question, no, I'm I'm too busy being a mayor. All right, <laughs> why take a pay cut? Yeah, <laughs> the stunts in this were uh, pretty complex, I guess, for that time. I guess all right for the time period, sure. Why not? All right, uh, fall from that you know building might be a little bit hard. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did. We had a burn. Hey, he had his interferons on, so yeah, <laughs> he had him up to the max. <laughs> so I mean, there was million units. <laughs> there was a truck crash. Um, what else? They fell and then, uh, somebody that being guy hit by got, a speeding truck. I know. Yeah, they got hit by yeah. a truck. Yeah, fucking. Uh, well, and all the fight sequences and stuff, and. Dude, holding on to the back bumper, you know, while being dragged <laughs> quite a ways. Yeah. That's, you know. That was pretty. It looked good. Yeah. Good stunt. I mean, it all looked good. I mean, I thought everything in that regard was pretty top notch. It was good stuff. I liked it. It was I. It was appealing. I liked what was uh, being uh, dished out. We get a nice fight sequence. It's, you know. Well, I was that, actually a little disappointed in the amount of – or the uh, lack of fight scenes in this movie, actually. I thought there would be a couple more, but there's only like two really good you – know, two really good fights. Yeah. Well, you have the opening one. Then you have the big bar room. You have the ending one. 
Okay. Yeah. So yeah. The two. first one's mostly like a chase, you know, but Yeah. They kinda grapple there in the in the field, but Yeah. But the the bar fight scene was shot at the famous Old Blues Bar in Dallas, which many players from the Texas Rangers uh, would hang out a bunch of the time, and the uh, production crew spent a whole day installing that breakaway window that the motorcycle flies through, uh, and they only had one take to do it. The funny thing is, the actual fight sequence actually took four whole days to shoot. That, that's ridiculous. I don't... <laughs> that's a Dude, lot the ed- of choreographing. So I want to talk about this uh, title credit opening uh, sequence that we get here. Um you get a little bit of a Halloween-esque theme with the opening credits, a little kind of in its own way. Um, I like this whole opening bit where we're getting introduced to John Kirby. You know, uh, his living situation sucks. Um, <laughs> Does it ever? Uh, it looks no so wonder familiar. the guy breaks. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. If I, if I start seeing you wearing your button, your shirt all the way at the top... <laughs> I'll, I'll start being concerned. I'm more worried about catching over here. Well, Dude, that's true. I'm telling <laughs> you, I totally felt for the guy, to be honest, in the beginning. I, I, I did. There's you do. Kids I, I would have fucking, I would have murdered him. <laughs> I don't know. Well, even, even that woman, too, she was a shrew, man. Well, I mean, those kids have got to get so held in check, man. And I'm sure, you know, her attitude is, you know, bleed off from the way they are and but man shame on them they should have been uh controlling their kids a little bit better i think right now more than ever us you know at home dads can understand this scene <laughs> no doubt <laughs> you know relate no to doubt. it just in a little bit better perspective than what you could have prior to being in a quarantine situation hey you don't hey have anybody call to say i'm losing it doc <laughs> yeah I'm, lo- right. I'm losing it <laughs> speaking of which Chuck Norris got coronavirus recently. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> no. It, is, it isn't good, man. Now the oh. coronavirus is in isolation. <laughs> well, oh, wow. <laughs> but you get really uncomfortable, at least I did, when Kirby goes outside and he's just that in that weird way, kind of like just kind of – he's not even chopping at that wood with that axe. But he's you know, imagining the around... killing his family, dude. <laughs> I don't even know what that relationship is there with that woman and those kids because I don't feel like those are his his kids and that's his wife. I, don't I feel know. like maybe that was like an apartment complex type situation. Maybe well, he's Dude. thinking too hard about it. Yeah, I think that that was I think that was his kids, man. I'm going to take it as that that was his kids. Okay, all right. But you get uncomfortable when they're out there playing and he's doing it. You're like, man, is he going to go kill these kids? You know, and you have that whole, is he or isn't he? But of course he goes in and he goes after the woman and you get a total shining nod with oh, the, the axe in the door, he even pokes his face in through it and everything. And, but no, I really like this whole opening sequence, even after Chuck Norris arrives and gets on the scene and, you know, the, you know, the cameras going panning across the room where he's walking in and it's all real slow and quiet. I really like that. It is it's it's tense. Okay, so when he when 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 he was going up to kill his wife, there was a guy he killed first. Yes. Okay, so who the hell is that guy? So now you what makes me think me... it is like a boarding house or something like that. Right, that's what I'm saying, like maybe like some kind of apartment complex. That's what gave me that okay. impression. Okay. 
That makes more sense now. That helps, man, yeah. Dude, um, that that kill, man, is so goofy. I mean, it, you yeah. literally, he, he just like, hits him doink. right in the head. It, it's barely a hit, you know, and he, yeah. you know, and <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. This is very B-rated, in my opinion. Yeah, a little bit. But it's early days of Chuck Norris, you know. I mean, I guess when he's starting his own company, so. Did you guys um, know Chuck Norris counted to infinity twice? Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did you guys know that uh, Chuck Norris spices his steaks up with pepper spray? <laughs> I do now. Does he now? <laughs> nice. And he doesn't cry, I know that. Because if, <laughs> if he did, we'd have a cure for cancer. So Right. So you get the classic doctors playing gods routine. Um, and that shit never ends out pretty well. No. So they end up making a super freaking Wolverine-esque kind of character that's impervious to everything. Has regeneration like freaking crazy. Yeah, this and that's a pretty cool shot actually. When they were um, using a scalpel to cut his chest, and yeah. he was mending back up for eighty-two, bravo! That's good. A, I mean, for you know, first movie of a production company, good job, man. They should have added some more blood, but other than that, I was cool with it. In the scene where uh, William Finley, the one doctor with the glasses, he injects the sulfuric acid into his neck. Yeah, I wish yeah. we would have gotten like some kind of like damage that we got to see where there was like deterioration and it was eating away but then we saw it regenerate obviously budget probably didn't yeah. call that but that would have been cool to see that I think that would have been cool actually yeah you're right <clears throat> yeah, I thought the effects were pretty good yeah cool. yeah I agree uh, it's interesting you're talking about doctors playing God and everything and uh, uh, the director here he uh, he said that the the reason Chuck Norris wanted to do the picture uh was because it was a major studio picture, and obviously he was on to have creative control. And uh, he went on to say that the role of Dan Stevens was tailor-made for Chuck Norris. And uh, <laughs> he went to say that you don't hire Chuck Norris to not do karate. And uh, he said it wasn't like it was an old John Wayne script that they ended up giving to Chuck. He does his own thing. Uh, I think the idea was try to broaden the audience and that it wasn't a karate movie. In my mind, it was a Frankenstein movie. It was like Frankenstein meets Chuck. And uh, Miller said that the film was not inspired by slashers, which I'm kind of calling bullshit on that. Uh, but he said that he's not a fan of those. He's not a fan of slashers? Yes, that is correct. That's hard to digest. Yeah, especially with some of the key shots that were shot, you know, the continuous shots inside of a house. Yes. I don't buy it. I don't know. Unless that he had some- somebody in his ear telling him, hey, psst. Do this, which right. I doubt. I doubt. But yeah, it's interesting that you brought up that the whole you know playing God, and uh, I didn't really think about it. But yeah, the, is the Kirby is kind of like a Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, and the way. way that the way that the Doctor meets his demise is very much like that too. You know, right? Trying to yeah believe that he can control his monster and finding out he can't. Exactly. Yeah, the guy that played a Doctor. I thought he, to be honest, I think he had the second best role in this movie. To be honest, you had your first. <clears throat> to really, you really want to know now? Okay, hold, we'll hold on that then. Okay. So you're are you're talking about the uh, the 
the the bad doctor. The bad like, doctor. Stephen yeah. Keats, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. See, I Doctor Philip Spires. Yeah. Spires, yes. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I thought Ron Silver was exceptional in this. I thought he was very, very good in this movie. Yeah, um, he reminds me of, um, damn, kind of like a um, Dennis Miller kind of, I guess, I don't know. He just reminds me of Dennis Miller and the way they act and talk and everything. I don't know. Did you guys see that? Mm, maybe a more, maybe maybe less, com- I mean, he, he definitely had some comedy, not let me say comedy no. in, in his uh, character, but, I mean, he did have some lighthearted moments, I would say. But I don't know, maybe more of a sophisticated, uh, more serious version, perhaps. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just got Dennis Miller vibes watching him. I don't know why. But, no, the guy, yeah, Stephen Keats, who played Dr. Spires, I think he had the second best role in the movie, to be honest. I think he did a great job. He was then, good. He, he was very I, good. I would give it to um, to Brian Libby. As John Kirby, John Kirby, I hear you. That, he was definitely the best aspect of this film for me. Sorry, Chuck, but just what it is. <laughs> I have a wildly different favorite uh, aspect of this film. And oh yeah, oh, okay. Stephen first as Charlie. <laughs> of course you would. Fuck yeah, man! Every time this <laughs> he's guy's your number screen, one. Yep, every time he's on screen, I got a big grin on my face, and I'm ready for him to say something fucking stupid. I and can't not. I can't not see that and think of animal house i just can't he's so typecasted as that man yeah i don't know i like literally i mean i was i was waiting for him to say oh boy this is gonna be great you know i, I really was waiting for it and he totally could it's a it continuation of that character i mean it, it is the same, so this the same. is flounder he went to texas and became a lawman he's the same dumbass in every role i know him from you know <laughs> uh but, yeah. No, it's he. He. I don't know. It, he. He's annoying, but he's like that lovable loser, I guess. And you just kind of, at least for me, I still felt sympathy for him. You know. I don't know why that character is in this movie. I have no fucking clue why. It doesn't it's really so, fit, does it? It does not yeah. fit at all. I agree. It's like, what the Chuck- fuck is going on? Chuck Norris obviously feels sympathy for him, too, when he thinks he'll make a damn fine lawman someday. And it'd be a shame if he didn't stick around long enough to find out. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Charlie's like, wow. really? You mean it? And then he's like, yeah. And then he's like, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> or at least I was hoping you were. I was hoping you were, yeah. Well, yeah, and this is after well. he went to shoot at Kirby and damn near shot Chuck yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this and Chuck Norris says that. I don't know. I I like how Dan trusts in the good in people, you know, to a fault even. Oh, and uh, like I said, he's just very wholesome and likable. And uh, the one scene uh, between him and Ron Silver where they're talking about Kirby dying and uh, when Ron Silver was saying that if he knew what he was capable of, he would have been put away. And in a lot of movies, you know, the law enforcement would be like, you should have had him locked away, you know, kind of like a Sheriff Brackett type, I guess. But he was just like, I know, I know that. You did your best. That's all matters. So what, some that, people got killed. Right. You know? That, that's, <laughs> this is the problem, because it's shitty writing, to be honest, dude. 
I, I think it's funny because I keep asking myself, is Dan Stevens, you know, Chuck Norris, actually, like, encouraging this guy for, you know, genuine encouragement? Or is he being a smartass for his own enjoyment? Because there's no way you could legitimately look at this asshole and tell him that you think he's going to make a damn fine lawman someday, and it'd be a shame if he didn't stick around and find out. I just think that's crazy to say that unless you're fucking with somebody. I think it's because Chuck – well, I think Stevens thinks he can just carry the whole fucking force, and you know he can hire any kind of fucking Joe Bob off the street. you know, and Or maybe he can't. That's in. why he's trying to keep this guy around because he's like, <laughs> oh, you know, I can't get anybody else. I'm going to have to keep him, so I better train does, him well. Yeah, it does seem like a very small town that they're in. Yeah. So, I, like I mean, the story. God, the Institute didn't even have a name, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> no shit. It didn't need it. <laughs> I like the it story did. Charlie tells when they're driving down the road, and uh, right before they do their big U-turn, where he's telling him about the dog that he had when he was a kid, and asking, he's like, "Man, I haven't told anybody this because he's afraid, you know, he's gonna get fired for us." <laughs> you know, that was fucking Steven's weird. Like, no, because <laughs> I think I think you'll be all right. I think you know, <laughs> I think it'll be okay. But look, the look Chuck is. Given him like, yeah. what is wrong with this guy? You know, like you just tell the look in his eye. You know, yeah. How could you take him seriously? I don't know. All I, I seen was know. flounder, though, man. But Jesus, he, he's one of the things that I loved about this movie. Right on. And I can't deny that. That's right up there at the top. I can't say that I loved it, but I don't hate it. Yeah. His character, at least. It's it just so oddball, a man. It's a square peg, though. Yeah, it is a square peg for sure. And it's, oh man, hold on, I got to talk about the scene where um, Charlie and Chuck are driving, and they're it's right it's right the bar, biker scene right before when they're driving down the road, and he's like, "Hey, go over to the to the bar and everything," and he does that big old U turn and everything and skids out on the road, dude. That road was. It's so wet, sudsed up for them yeah, to do that tell. fucking turn, dude. It's it's funny, dude. There's so many um, shots in this film that were just, <laughs> I don't know. You definitely could tell it's their first time <laughs> making a film. I think they did the best with what they, they could. Had. Yeah, you know, yeah. which I, is I, fine. I got I got total enjoyment out of it. You know, that's good. Well, yeah, you this can't was your take this seriously. This was the first time you watched this, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. How many I times don't really you watch seen? Chuck Norris films. I, I mean, I've seen, you know, um, Missing in Action, um, Delta Force. I remember I've seen the Sidekicks, of course. That's that's top three for me for Chuck Norris movies. But yeah, this is the, definitely the first time I ever watched Silent Rage. Cool. How about you, King? How many times have you seen this? About? No, this is the second, second time. I've lost count how many times I've seen this. So Chuck Norris, uh, he has cowboy boots, and uh, they're actually made out of real cowboys. <laughs> Did you know that? Oh, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, I want to talk about our bad guy here. Let's talk about John Kirby. Um, you kind of touched on a little bit there, Lord, on your thoughts on him. I mean, you say he's got the uh, dude. The, he the crown the scene, for, dude. Really? I, I can't disagree with you on that. He, Even with no words. Shit, man. right? He he just mumbles and everything. But I guess he he said a few lines at the very beginning, but man, yeah. I don't know. It's just like his facial structure with those eyes, 
and the tone that he's in, man, it really fucking it knocked it out of the park for me, to be honest. Definitely the best part of the I agree with you, man. I, I thought he was quite good. I thought he was he was menacing. He was creepy. Uh, like you were talking about his facial expressions or the lack thereof, his movements, the mannerisms. You know, you could tell yeah. in certain moments when he's got his would-be victim cornered or trapped. Like he 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 has the look of glee on his face. Like he's excited. He's happy to be doing that, what he's doing right now, and that's that's messed up. Yeah, like um at near the end of the movie he starts to do like this um kind of like a like a spider kind of crouch position yes yes i don't know like he was stalking his prey and shit it's I weird thought that was very awesome, animalistic yeah. yes it's very yeah that's a part he was of evolving it, into a you know he was involving in in the the killer he was meant to be i don't know it was pretty cool though what do you think king uh, for a fully like on screen shown uh you know basically psycho killer i mean yeah, this is this is what I would want. <laughs> I mean, he looks good in that part. Yeah, he he's got a look about him. He's so the this. He, I mean, he's not even he's not muscular. He's just very tall, very right. lanky, right. And, but believably, and I, you know, psychopathic and strong. I mean, yes, I buy it all from him. Nice, that's cool. So we're all in the same boat for the most part. We Brian Libby gets a. Big old check mark in the good for this one. Absolutely. Yeah. Chuck Norris puts the laughter in manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, Lord. Hilarious. <laughs> hey, <laughs> arguably the coolest part in the movie is the biker gang bar bar fight. Man, that that is a bar that I want to fucking go to. They grab the chick and she, yeah, she's going back and they pour like almost a whole freaking bottle of liquor on her, on her boot, on her titties and shit and her chest. Yep. And they start fucking taking shots off her chest and everything. And man, thumbs up from the Lord coming from this one. Um, <laughs> and then you get Flounder and Chuck Norris coming in there. Flounder comes in all like ready. He's about to do a roundhouse kick on everybody. And yeah, right. Immediately. Immediately puts himself in check. I can't believe yeah, I like that. Fuck. <laughs> I know it's so funny because, like, right before they get out of the truck, Chuck's like, "Just let me do the talking, Charlie." Exactly. And then the first thing Charlie comes in, he's like, "Everybody against the fucking wall!" <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, it's great. That was actually yeah. funny. That might yeah, have been that was for the movie. Yeah, that was really good. But it was fucking weird, man. These bikers—they had the owner of the bar. <laughs> to a pole, tied to a pole with a noose around his neck. And I noticed that they never took him down. Not fucking, one, not after the fight or anything. They just left. So. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> they never fucking Dick did. Move, Dan so. Stevens. Dick that move. Yeah. Like, that's a missed opportunity. They could have came back to the bar like an hour later, you know, right, right at the end and showed him still hanging there. You know, like the like the taxi driver from uh, Airplane. Yeah. Or the guy in the taxi, yes. not the taxi driver. Oh, my yeah, God. I know that was so it. funny, man. That's but the But the editing during this scene is fucking ridiculous, guys. It's it's so choppy. I mean, he's doing, like, five kicks in fucking 1.5 seconds, dude. <laughs> I think crazy. that's intentional. I think that's yeah. intentional. Yeah, I know, but, like... I don't know. Even those kind of chop scenes are smoother than what we got in this movie. 
they are just you know it's i don't know how to explain it i guess you know on a podcast but um just go to watch the movie hitchhikers and you'll understand yeah. what i'm talking about here but it is like quite it. it's funny but it's 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 so bad man it's it's so bad it's good <laughs> that's fair it's kind of like in Van Damme's movies, uh, you know, Bloodsport and Kickboxer, when he does a flying roundhouse, you get like three angles of it, all sure. accompanied with him like doing this long drawn out. But some, yeah, and I was going to say it's usually <laughs> long and drawn out. You know, the kicks come in low, and it, come in, and then it's just different shot of him just going ah, and then yeah. another kick. This was kick, 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 you know, and I don't know, it was just <laughs> <laughs> holy so, like, shit. More it was like, like a video Lee. game. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly, man. <laughs> it's, it's like a video game, man. Yep, Jeez, yep, yep. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, man, it was cool to watch Chuck Norris doing his doing his shit. I guess even as a first Walker Texas Ranger character, you know, because this is definitely the the spawn of it all. Right. Sure. Absolutely. I kind of. I've, there's been a lot of people to say like the the whole biker gang aspect of this movie was totally out of place, and I, I mean I I get I get where some people are coming from, but why do I have this feeling? The same people that say that about this movie are the ones that love Friday the Thirteenth Part Three with Ali, Loco, and Fox because I kind of they're they're one and the same. I think honestly, kind of because they're kind of random. There's really they're just fodder. Right. And Friday the 13th, no. they're fodder for the kill. Here, they're they're fodder for the roundhouse, you know? Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, it was so bad. It was it was rather good. But, yeah, there's some major flaws in it when they shot it. Um, and, of course, the bike through the window. Oh, my God. Because that, that is a slow-motion shot, sure. you know? So you get to see all kinds of fucked up things. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I think you can almost tell, like, the guy on the bike gets jerked in the harness right. the bike actually goes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't perfect, but it was only one take. So, again, low budget, got to do what you got to do. So I'll allow it. I missed the part where Charlie, like, dips out of the bar. Like, I know he's he's in there, and he's getting ready to grab a set of titties, and then Chuck's like, you know, Charlie. Outside. Yeah, yeah, he did yeah. tell me Oh, outside. so that's what it was? Well, he yeah, said yeah. to call in backup. Yeah, And he okay, goes out right. there, and he's like, I think I'm going to marry this girl. Yeah. <laughs> and showed him his titties. Yeah, that's right. So it's obviously his first I think I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to ask her out on a date. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You know? All I can yep. come back to is that, damn, Charlie's going to make a fine lawman someday. He, he just needs to hang in there. <laughs> He's got a future in it. <laughs> yeah, it's the fucking radio dispatcher. <laughs> yeah, the Farva job. He's yeah, the Farva. Farva. <laughs> Checking. <laughs> this might be the single best line we've ever had in any of our notes. Just I, I gotta say it out loud, just so we can hear it. This is the Chuck Norris sex montage circle jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I just Chuck knows his woman's stopping by, right? And so he's like got the right music playing, got his shirt off, and he's waiting for her. And she no, I don't up. think he knew that she was coming. Oh, I don't yeah, think he did. that. This he is how prepared. he rolls, man. Dude, this guy's a fucking <laughs> pimp. Well, yeah, straight up, man. He's hot no, for no, her no. tail, though. But he plays yeah. it cool, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's not too cool, but he plays it cool. 
He lets her know he has intentions. <laughs> yeah, man, this this scene. She comes in and she's clearly not in the mood, you know, lets him know, turn that music down, you know. Fucking put your shirt back on, you know. <laughs> she he makes her that. he makes her turn it off. It's fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I don't know. He, Chuck he just, Norris is a man's man. Right. <laughs> like, well, it's over there if you want to turn it off. But yeah, he swoons her into the bedroom and it's playing this fucking terrible cheesy song. It keeps repeating, uh, it's a type of love or something like that. Uh, it's just. What is that song called? It's actually, it's the time for love. Do you, know, do you guys fuck. know who son. Who sang that song, Dave? Do you I, know? No, no. I do. Uh, I didn't look it up. I hate. I hate that you have this Ketchum, but good on you for doing some homework. Well, I did some homework, yeah, and I know who the fuck sings this song, dude. Because I mean, this 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 sex montage is like, it's fucking terrible, dude. Yeah, it's weird. Minus the titties, that is the only good thing about it. This fucking this this shit was completely out of place. I don't know what the hell was going on. But um, Katie Seagal, who is Peg Bundy in Married yeah. with Children, and she was Gemma in Sons of Anarchy, um, she is the one who sings the song. <laughs> yep. And if you I think know, she's, I think yeah. she's uncredited though. So no, she's cool. credited. I think her name credited? just okay. spelled yeah, just spelled differently. If I'm not mistaken. Um, and if you know that it's her, you can tell listening to it. Like, yeah, that's yes. that's Peg Bundy. Well, that's why when we, I was watching the movie, I kind of picked up on it. I was like, what the fuck is that? I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just, damn, that scene was fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm mad uh, at myself was, that I didn't check that out and research it enough, but I'm glad you guys did because that's a fun fact. <laughs> dude, he banged this chick like three times in 24 hours, dude. So this guy's a pimp, yeah. dude. And it was funny, too. He plays it all nonchalant and he, She's like, I think we're going to break up. And he's like, okay. <laughs> She's like, well, you sure give up easy. And he's like, I'm not giving up easy. I just said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? awesome, man. I like it. But he's always got a smirk on his face, man. He's always got a smirk on his face, no matter what. Minus yeah. when he's fighting uh, Brian Libby, uh, John Kirby. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, he, he plays it really cool this entire flick. He does. Yeah. Cool hand of Luke all the way. You know, he's even beat the son of the staring contest, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's that's Did pretty announced. Nice. Uh, right. <laughs> so there were some pretty good kill scenes in this movie. Um, the gore was not really there for me, I guess. Um, I, I I expect a little bit more, even from the I would have liked more. You know, so like I said, I'm going back to when they were doing the regeneration scene. And they were cutting them. There's zero blood in that. I wanted. Yeah. I wanted that shit. Um, but no, no, no. The, some of the scenes were, were pretty creative. I, I do enjoy the um, hydrochloric acid um, in that scene. And another another thing I noticed, man, during that kill scene um, with Kirby. So he he gets he gets injected with the acid, and then he comes back at the doctor with a. With the needle, I guess, right? If I'm yes. rem remembering that correctly, yeah, um, in that hallway. Dude, so that needle was fucking like this. It was completely fucking crooked on one scene, and then the very next scene, it's straight as an arrow. It's right before he goes in and shit. 
But if you oh, look that. really close, it, that needle is crooked as shit, dude. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But but it was a pretty cool uh, death. Yeah. But but some of the deaths were very simplistic, and they didn't add very good sound effects to them, which yeah. take away from. Them. So yeah, there was a fair amount of off-screen death too, you know. But what yeah, you- I mean there. Well, I mean, it was implied, like uh, Doctor Howman's wife. He just you, he pops out and then it cuts. You know, um, we don't really see what happens to the one orderly at the hospital before he starts bear hugging Charlie. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. Speaking of which, he, and he and he and he runs into another doctor at some point, and we don't even know whatever happened to him. But I guess it's assumed that he has been killed as well. Well, those guys but, don't stand a chance against somebody's fucking regenerating and you right. know, he's a mass, mass, mass killer. Uh, but he's going all back up to Mitogen 35. Yeah, Mitogen 5. Yeah, man. <laughs> 50 million units of it. Um, but no, so in the bar fight, the, the leader of the biker gang tells um, one, of, one of his henchmen to break the sheriff's back. Then he grabs him by like this, around yeah, round the back, and starts bear hugging mm-hmm. him. And then in this, and when the Charlie's death shows up, and Kirby kills Charlie, he bear hugs him, pretty much to death until you know he 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 ends up living to have the Chuck and Charlie scene for a second. But um, he bear hugged him too. Is that the mm. um, appropriate or the common way to break somebody's back? Cause I didn't I, really put that together. Think, well, yeah, I mean, that's two people get killed, or well, one attempted and then one did. <laughs> I don't Actually, know. Actually, it's not. I just checked uh, the Iron Sheik's Twitter page. That is not the correct way to break a back. Does he bend him over and fuck him in the ass first? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, according to his Twitter, yes, that's how we do that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great, dude, man. I don't know. I, I was. I just thought that was weird. I was like, man, the uh, creativity <laughs> just—it wasn't there for me on that stuff. But it looked like that was the norm. <laughs> okay, guys. So I want to know: Is this a horror movie? And if it is, is it a slasher? I want to say yes, and yes, because okay. it's just—I I think that's probably if I were to genre classify it that would be like the first things i mean because you got the frankenstein story you've got the you know it's it's got slasher elements all throughout i mean and they're right. hunting him. well just like boba hotep <laughs> i don't really know how to fucking classify this um i would say action first though but okay. this movie it's so it's got elements of halloween it's a mashup it's a fucking mashup sure. of Halloween, Reanimator, fucking Walker, Texas Ranger, with a little bit of drama, and a com- and some comedy aspects to it all. Yeah, it doesn't really know what the hell it wants to be. Well, that's okay. kind of the fun thing about it. Like, it, there's times when I'm like, am I supposed to be taking this movie seriously? And I'm like, oh yes, right now I am. And then like, no, I'm not. Now I am. Now I'm not. You know, <laughs> it goes back and forth. It does, but I don't ever feel like it ever 
at least for me, it never took me out of the movie. Now, there's some movies that do that, that it does take me out of it. But, you know, kind of like how you were talking there, King. And, and by the way, I'm with you. I, this is, I think this is a slasher. This is a horror movie slasher. Chuck Norris starred in a horror movie. You know, and I think if you took the role of Dan Stevens and gave it to somebody else, like Tom Atkins, you know, sure, or <laughs> you know, Jeff Bridges, but at that or point, it whatever, would, it would be completely different because there would be no those. Uh, there wouldn't be a bar fight scene. There would not. Sure, there be would. Sure, there would. He just yeah, but it wouldn't be like that. It would be completely it, different. Dan Stevens, he'd be a brawler. He'd be a backstreet brawler. It'd be a like a straight up bar fight. Right on. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. It'd definitely be the lovemaking scene if Tom Atkins was in it. <laughs> exactly. You want to talk about it. I will give you love. that. I will give you that. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, Tom Atkins could do this. I, I think he could have. I, I, I would have been down for it. I think that's what everybody really wants, right? We want to see Tom Atkins versus Michael Myers, right? <laughs> sure. You know? But I mean, there I, I caught on to uh, quite a few Halloween two from eighty one nods. You know, you get the uh, POV with Kirby grabbing the knife at the uh, Hallman's residence. Um, that was you know, a sick the, fucking looking knife, too. By the way, yeah, that was a cool looking yeah. knife. Uh, you get a hypodermic needle kill. You know, you get the killing spree in a hospital. You get the burning bad guy. Uh, yeah, there's a good bit of. The thrown off the, the homages to Halloween story of the building and yeah, yeah. When he crashes through the window, the ground, you, you know, you know he's gonna go down there and find him like not there, <laughs> right? But he was there. He was, but he was. Know, he, quick, he quickly. I was is, very, you know. I was very shocked though, to be honest, dude. He, he shot him later. six times. He shot him six. <laughs> I can't really. that shit. Yes, yes. He did. I, I rewound you, it. Yes, and I fucking checked it because I was like, man. How many times did he shoot him? Six exactly fucking times. Right. He entered the clip. I did not. I did not even pick up on that. Yep, he did. Oh, that is so great. Oh, Did my rating changed. Do you know that he can divide by zero? <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but dude, he shot him fucking six times. Incredible. That's great. Then, then he falls out the window. Then he goes yes. down, but he's there, so they changed it up there. So. Uh, yeah. If wow. they did, if they didn't Your change catch. it up there, it would have been the most obvious thing in the movie that it was ripped off. Oh right. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. When you were saying that he doesn't even like slasher f- films, I don't believe it, dude. There's yeah. so right. much, so much influence for Halloween in this. Fuck, dude, it's crazy. Sure. I'm surprised Carpenter didn't get a hold of him. I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, so you know he so they don't do the full Halloween ending. They add on to it, and he's there actually, but he's regenerating, and he took those six bullets and practically spit them back at Chuck Norris's face, and Chuck Norris caught him and spit him back in his fucking face because he's Chuck Norris. Um, and then they get a little wrestling <laughs> contest yes. and build the fucking the uh, the institute. Man, it gets really crazy there because then yeah. So they get downstairs rather fast oh, yeah. <laughs> with yeah. Chick and shit. She jumps in the car and starts to run over Kirby. Yeah. And uh, that was actually a really cool shot, actually. 
um, him grabbing on to the back and there, and he's being dragged all that oh, way. Oh yes. Man, yeah. was, Cause they're fucking flying dude. You know, that was yeah, pretty cool. Moving. Yeah. yeah. Look good. But I have some qualms about that scene. <laughs> okay. Cause, okay. So they're fucking driving. Allison's driving the, tr- the, the, the sheriff's vehicle and Kirby gets back into the, into the back of the, of the car or the, of the vehicle and starts attacking them. Well, she jumps out of the fucking car, and then Stevens jumps out of the car. While Kirby's still in the back seat and he's driving, there's no his feet are dangling in the back seat. That engine is revving like crazy, and she's driving it. She didn't even like change fucking gears. It was completely high the entire time in first gear. I don't know. It was just it was mm. very weird. I don't know. They just they they messed up the sound effects. Yeah, it. I caught that too. Um, I was like, "Damn, who's who's fucking driving this vehicle?" <laughs> he's he's holding the steering wheel, and his feet are over the back seat, you know. And yeah, dude. Right. And, and the, back. Yeah, the, and the, the truck is goes, going. <laughs> yeah, goes. yeah. There's no f- feet near the pedals <laughs> at all. <laughs> I was like, "Damn." I mean, yeah. so you know, this the, at this point, I'm I'm saying this is a B-rated movie completely. <laughs> yeah, but I'm cool with it. You know, I'm I'm fine with that. But I mean, uh, the the ending's really cool. Like I said, you know that that dude has evolved into like a crouching tiger fucking kind of fighting style, and Chuck Norris has got his fighting style, and right, they do get out, man. Judy Chop. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys no, got? <laughs> I, no, I I like the ending. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, obviously, it was set up for a sequel, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that uh, uh, Michael Miller. Uh, wanted to do a sequel but it apparently i mean while it did turn a decent profit it really wasn't quite enough and uh i chuck norris really didn't have uh a whole lot of interest in reprising well, the role and basically rehashing the same thing over again here well and plus you know he couldn't rip off halloween 3 and it'd be a sequel a true sequel to silent rage so <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like the ending. I thought it was good. You know, you get the yeah. freeze frame popping up out of the, you know, out of the water in the bottom of that well or whatever it is, and yeah, it's cool. And it if works. you're gonna, if you're gonna, um, because you can't kill that guy, obviously. He, there's no way he can die anymore, unless right. you would fucking like stick a a bomb in him and blow it up. I don't see how he can. Um, so throwing him down a well, yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty good plan. He's not climbing out of that shit. I don't know. I I think he would. Uh, I don't think he could, to be honest. It was rocky at the bottom, but then it's like brick. It's very yeah. smooth. I don't see him grabbing shit. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I guess if he had superhuman strength, which I don't think he does. He just has resilience. <laughs> but I like it at the end. <laughs> She's like, is it over? He's like, it's over. And I was like... It, it's just funny. It's like it's kind of like they're wanting the movie to end or something. Yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> we're done. It's the day, it's boys. Over. It's up. over. That's all, folks. <laughs> right? I don't know. This movie has this. It's so quirky. Yeah, but it's yeah, okay. but it's 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 I, cool. The quirkiness works for it to me. Yeah. Now, what about the scene where Flounder is fucking doing Robert De Niro's? Taxi driver. It doesn't 
fit, really. It doesn't. It, it, it it's makes ridiculous. me grin because it's flounder. And, and again, like I said, I you're, at least for me, you're sympathetic to the guy for whatever reason, even though he's a total buffoon. I was taking right. a drink, and I choked on my drink <laughs> when that fucking scene came on. <laughs> And I thought I was going to die because I couldn't catch my breath. <laughs> I, I think he, he ties the movie together. I mean, I think. <laughs> He's the rug. He's the bow on the package. <laughs> hey, do you guys know that uh, when Chuck Norris was born, the only person that cried was the doctor? Don't ever slap Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, man. I like it. I like it. All right, so... We can kind of sprinkle them in a little bit, but like, I feel like we've probably saved some of our best for last. So what? Let's hear them. What's your best Chuck Norris facts? Oh, you know, I mean, there's a few. I mean, I I like the ones that pertain to this episode a little bit, and um, but there's some really good ones like Chuck Norris's blood types, AK-47. That's <laughs> pretty good. Um, that that one's that one's okay. You no, know, he also has a diary. It's called the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Bigfoot claims he say he, uh, that he saw Chuck Norris once. <laughs> That's nah, I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, do you know when Chuck Norris enters a room, he doesn't turn the lights on; he turns the dark off. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack was nimble. Jack was quick, but Jack still couldn't dodge Chuck Norris's roundhouse kick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, these, uh, are, these are some of the worst <laughs> shit we've ever recorded. I know, but uh, they're fun. <laughs> they're fun. I, haven't, can... I haven't really looked at them in a long time, man. You know, yeah. this shit's good though. Uh, he once kicked a horse in the chin. Its descendants now are known as giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris's daughter lost her virginity. He got it back though. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. I that's don't want to know how. I, I don't, don't want to know. But that's a fucking <laughs> oh, man. That's all I got, guys. <laughs> all right. I got one more. I got Chuck Norris destroyed the periodic table because Chuck Norris only recognizes the element of surprise. Ah, there you go. <laughs> you, can pop a, on, you can pop a wheelie on a unicycle. <laughs> go Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's they're so ridiculous, but like you said, man, they're so funny, man. They're so funny. <laughs> I haven't looked at them since like junior high. There's been some uh, updates. Pretty happy with them. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. All right. Well, guys, I mean, does that pretty much wrap it up? We ready to go into our uh, wrap up and ratings? Absolutely. All right. Well, who wants to take the reins first? Go ahead, Kane. It's all you, brother. Well, this is now amongst my favorite Chuck Norris movies. I'm <laughs> yes. serious. I'm serious. It really is. Uh, oh, man. I liked, I liked him in Braddock and Sidekicks and Walker. Braddock. Man, that's a good one, too. Yeah, yeah that's, well, that's missing an action. I, part. Right. I action. part two better. Part two is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I do, too. There's three of them, right? Something like yep. that? Three? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, those are good movies. Uh, but, yeah, this, to me... I don't know. I just like a, a softer side of him. It's it's more of a. I keep comparing things to Clint Eastwood, but it kind of reminds me of the 
Clint Eastwood and Play Misty for me. It was one of his little like lovier Clint Eastwood roles and Yeah. Yeah, but isn't she like a psycho or something? Like yeah, they call well, I've never seen point. it and I've heard it's kind of been regarded as the predecessor to uh Fatal Attraction. Yeah. I've never seen it. I'd like to see it though. It's it's along this line, so but I don't know. The comedic stuff, I like that. It ties it together nicely to me. I mean, it does it does take itself serious and then it doesn't. Like I said before, it just kinda it goes back and forth on, you know, my emotions. I get a little bit of everything in this movie and it definitely is totally stealing from slasher films if they <laughs> deny that they're wrong. Uh, the ending of Halloween 1 is present. The ending of Halloween 2 is present. The ending of Friday the 13th is even present when he comes out of the water, you know, in the lake there when he runs in there on fire. I never even thought and of that. And mind yeah. you, and mind you, he was on fire. Dude, that last fight, he did his clothes were not burnt at all, man. He he was right. I mean, his clothes he, had fucking regeneration. He yeah. was so <laughs> ate up with the mind 35, his clothes <laughs> got regeneration powers <laughs> that bad yeah he's a bad motherfucker yeah he was yeah i, I call this a seven out of ten <laughs> yeah really? all right seven out yep. of ten huh. yep all day okay. all day yeah i recommend it highly oh <laughs> yeah okay all right really i really well, do this movie's enjoyable i mean i got a good laugh every once in a while um but man i just it's it is something completely different. I did not expect this. Um, when you told me when you told me about what we are going to be reviewing, and then I looked at it and it had Chuck Norris, and I read the plot synopsis and I was like, "What the fuck are we getting into?" I didn't even know Chuck Norris had done anything like this before. Um, now for something it, completely different, <laughs> right? Um, but with you know, like I said, it, it's kind of the beginning of Walker Texas Ranger. I wasn't a big fan of that show, to be honest. I mean, it's it had its funny, you know, outtakes, and you know, you can't take that shit seriously. It is what it is. But um, I wasn't a big fan of it. Um, and and Chuck Norris movies in particular. I mean, I just I never really delved a great deal into them. So, out of all the movies that I've seen, I guess Chuck Norris has done this is. Definitely one of his better ones, I guess. Not necessarily him, the story itself, though. Sure. But I guess it's because, you know, it's got a horror theme to it. Um, like I said, uh, Chuck Norris is not the thing that grabs me in this movie. It's it's uh, Kirby. And and I think the, the doctor who does the reanimation is all about, you know, keeping him alive and everything like that. Um, I think he did the second best role in this movie. Stephen first he he's out of it for me i don't i he just doesn't fucking belong in this movie <laughs> but that That's being fair. said it is enjoyable it's and if you if you want a mashup of genres this is definitely the one to check out if you're going for chuck norris films um it's a rewatchable 6.0 out of 10 for me a rewatchable six there's too many yeah. fucking filming flaws and editing chops and just it's it, they're so noticeable it's it's terrible dude it's but this movie is almost a movie that's so bad it's good it's not necessarily yeah. bad though but man yeah kirby man he captivates the fucking the scene look i know 
this is not a great movie. It's flawed, uneven. Uh, some of the acting could be better at times, but I, I, I do. I enjoy the shit out of this movie, you know. And with that all being said, my rating is going to be inflated due to some pretty strong nostalgic ties to this. Because when I was a kid, I rented this on VHS countless times. And uh, this is arguably my favorite Chuck Norris movie. Um, Missing in Action 2, it's right up there for me. I did enjoy Sidekicks quite a bit. Uh, there was another movie that he did that was in the early 90s, I'm not mistaken. It's called Hero and the Terror. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I like, I like that a lot. It's, an, it's a similar vibe to this one. I got to this before I got into you know seeing what we would consider the traditional horror movies you know, at that time. And there are no doubts in my mind that seeing this movie helped shape me you know, into becoming the horror fan than I am today. And uh, Silent Rage represents and bridges my childhood viewership tendencies because I love Chuck Norris as a kid with my adult viewership tendencies, which is mostly horror movies. Right. And that's why I'm going to I'm gonna have a high rating on this, you know. But, uh, you know, Chuck Norris, he kicks ass here literally <laughs> numerous times. Uh, Brian Libby, again, exceptional here as the antagonist. He's creepy and weird. He has the right look. Uh, most of the supporting cast is good, especially Ron Silver. There are some weak spots, and I'm looking at you, Stephen, first. Uh, again, <laughs> I sympathize with him, but I'm with you, Lord. He didn't really belong here. He's a fucking clown. Man, I don't think I like this movie as much without him. Really? Yeah, I don't That's think, interesting. I like it as much without him. I like right him. On. He ties things together a little bit. I don't know. For me. For me, I, I don't hate him in this movie, but I don't love it. He's just kind of there. I don't know. There's just something about him. Maybe it's because I always like the flounder character in Animal House, and this is like the extension of that, maybe. So I'm kind of wondering if uh, Michael Miller just told him, like, play it like flounder. You know? <laughs> Easy. That's all he can do. <laughs> Got it. You know, <laughs> that's what the but, director uh, of the Dream Team said too. I think. <laughs> but uh, we did touch on it. But I want to mention the scene where Chuck Norris is holding Charlie as he's dying. That's oh, kind of cringeworthy. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. No shit. <laughs> that was weird. That's a little weird. It's bad writing, yeah. bad acting all around. Man. Yeah. Chuck Norris. It's going to be okay or some shit like. That. I mean, it's just it was so bad. I thought he. I thought he. When he broke his back with the bear hug, I thought that was it for him. And then, and when he shows up, he's literally like, you know, laying there like a stiff. And then all of a sudden, it cuts and he's alive. All of a sudden, I don't know. Yeah. I, I bet you there was. I bet you they didn't. Uh, I bet you they shot it, and then they were like, "Well, let's just make sure he's. Let's just let's leave him as dead." And somebody pushed for that scene to be in. And I don't know why, but man, it fucking did not need to be there. <laughs> yeah, it was Fuck. awkward and cringeworthy, you know. And uh, I just kind of realized, you know, in addition to, you know, Chuck Norris, this character, Dan Stevens, being very wholesome and, um, you know, very do-gooder and encouraging, he sits on a throne of fucking lies this entire movie. <laughs> Everything kind is of, not yeah. okay. And yeah. you're not going to make a good lawman, Charlie. You're not going to make it at all. 
you know? Well, dude, this is what Chuck Norris does in all his movies, though. I mean, he's always that over-the-top encourager to the underdog. That's true. Um, The medical sequences, I kind of felt they were a little glazed over, not really fleshed out that well, uh, but I feel like there's just enough there to make it work. Uh, I would have liked a little more explanation and exploration of the space during those scenes, but um, I have to say again, I love the opening to this movie. It totally sucked me in. You know, I fell for the guy. I fell for him. I was like, man, you I've do. been there, brother. You, yeah, <laughs> in the very beginning, you really, really do. You know, the the whole you know quarantine, you know, shelter in place aside aspect. Right. You know that uh, until yeah, he do. grabbed the axe. Right. I fell for him. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I agree. But again, like I said, you know, with the nostalgia surrounding this for me, uh, I'm able to not be annoyed by the Halloween, Halloween 2 nods, but I can easily recognize if I were to come across Silent Rage after seeing the Halloween movies, at least the first two, the original two, uh, I could see where it could potentially irritate me. <laughs> nostalgia is mean, all i don't find it irritating at all it's just i mean they they do change it up it's not the same but man they fucking they totally rip on it they totally they rip totally, it off. they totally copied the other guy's homework and did just enough to make it different <laughs> yeah but you know nostalgia side this is a solid six out of ten but it's getting that bump and it's a getting a full star bump I am at a 7 out of 10 on this. I really am. It's more than it truly deserves. I know this, but I'm a sucker for this. Hook, line, and sinker. I mean, you get Chuck Norris versus great value Michael Myers. You got to love that kind of a combo. You're being too apologetic on it, Mayor. I think you're right completely. And Yeah, you're, you're apologizing for it way too much. I, I just, I don't know. This, this movie, it has a special place for me, and... You know, watch this if you haven't. Uh, like I said, it's streaming on Tubi for free. If you haven't seen it for a while, rewatch it. Get back to it. Uh, it it's well worth the hour and 43 minutes. And uh, Hitchhikers, hit us up. Let us know. Is this a horror movie? And if it is, what kind of a horror movie? Lord says no. <laughs> I don't Can't really have say an answer, yes. actually. I don't really – I don't. it's not really necessarily a no, man. It's just I don't – it's like third on the genre list. If I were to list all the genres in order of what it, it what it is, I guess. Mm. I don't know how you could so, rank this third. On what's the genre what's list. number two? What's number two? Actions one. What was two? I'd say crime. <laughs> crime wow, drama you're, you're or something. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You're saying the okay. action all and right. crime elements are more prevalent in this film than the, the I guess so slasher. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a sheriff. I mean, so... I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Maybe I'm go. wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> it's Ed, a crime a drama. I just don't want it to be a horror movie. I really don't it's... want it to be a horror movie. But I'm telling you, you take Chuck Norris out of this and just make the guy a tough guy, you know, Texas law enforcement guy, this is a, this is a, this is a slasher horror movie. It really is. I, at least I think so. Right on. Well, but and if all, they do that, they need to give this guy like a cool ass name, like a some kind of killer name or some shit. You could even put Ron Perlman in this spot, and he'd work. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That makes sense, Dave. That makes huh. absolute sense. 
Good Even call. a young Ron, Ron, Ron Perlman would have done it. Yep. But they have the same facial structure, you know? That so. jaw, the big jaw. Yeah. 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 I never thought that, yeah, you, Dave, you totally nailed that. Yeah. Well, thank you. I worked hard on that. No, you, <laughs> you sit on the throne of it fucking is. lies. <laughs> I am a king on the throne of fucking lies. <laughs> All right, Hitchhikers, this concludes our review of Silent Rage from 1982. We hope you all enjoyed our in-depth analysis of this somewhat lesser-known Chuck Norris cult favorite. You can find us on Facebook at Nostalgia Highway Podcast, so be on the lookout for new announcements and updates. And make sure you also visit the King Art Facebook page, where you can find all sorts of amazing artwork from the King himself. And be sure to check out his Etsy page. What is that, King? It's uh, King Art Designs on Etsy. There we go. You can also email the show at nostalgiahighwaypodcast at gmail.com and our Twitter user handle is at HighwayNHP. We'd love to hear from you hitchhikers, so hit us up. Uh, before we completely wrap up, we want to give thanks and recognition to Sean Jackson and Cody Jones for the new theme music. We love it. It's great stuff. Join us next time for episode 40, the big four zero. We're up getting, we're getting 40s. That's how old you fuckers are, right? Hey, yeah, I was gonna say. yeah, it is. It is, actually. Yeah, you old fucking geezers. All right. <laughs> hey, man. You want to get out and walk, man? <laughs> yep. Hard to believe. Episode 40. Here we are. But we're going to review the 70s sci-fi body horror special effects bonanza. From 1973. Star Wars Brother Mark. Was, um, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. You're, you're, saying, you're making a no, 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 no. noise. Yes. We're going to review oh, from 1970. Okay. All right, guys. On behalf of the Lord Ketchum and Dave King of the Road, I'm your host, the Mayor Matt Logson, and we thank you once again for hitching a ride along with us, and we'll pick you up next time out on the highway. Oh, I'm a snake. All right. Also, Let's do it. (laughs) Dave, look at me. I'm a snake. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're going to be... Sneaky snake. All right. Here we go. Our odds (laughs) on the over-under. How many times is that going to get brought up in that episode? Uh, At least 12. (laughs) I hope (laughs) you had Chuck Norris jokes in this one. Yeah. Hey, Uh, speaking of Chuck Norris jokes, I got one more for you guys. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Hold on. One for the road, one for the roundhouse kick. Here he comes. Brett Favre can throw a football over 50 yards, but Chuck Norris can throw Brett Favre even farther. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Packers fan, so I like it. So fuck you. Get fuck out of here. Fuck you. All right.